thank you for joining us on All on the Table this week as we continue our discussion about pricing. This is the second episode on the subject, so if you haven't listened to episode one, we encourage you to go back and listen to that so that you can get the full picture on this important subject. Thank you. And I do want to get back. This is something you and I talked about off mic. And I, I want to address this because it's it's it weighs on me. You know, I'm sure it weighs on you, Suzanne, something you've seen as well. And this is this idea that independent practitioners are responsible for pricing themselves. And so much of that is psychological that what we know to be true, I just was looking at a study done in Yale and backed up by Stanford, that women and minorities tend to underprice themselves by 20% more than uh, males and, and non-minorities. So the, the issue there is not how much people are willing to pay. It's the instinct for pricing upfront. It's the instinct to be lower than market value. It's the instinct to say, I don't know if I can price myself at the same value level. You know, if, if this is the average, I should be below that by 20%. And I just want to say that First of all, anyone who feels that way, I just want you to realize that assuming that you're running a good practice and that you're a good practitioner and you're taking good care of people, that you have all the value to price yourself appropriately in the market. There is nothing that suggests that you cannot get those kinds of numbers. That is something that is really on the other side where it tends to be more self-fulfilling than it is something on the front end where people care. Right. And I'll tell you why, because I happen to know one of the franchises in town uh, charges 129. The other franchise in town has a special at like 85, but then goes up to 139 or 129, right. something like that. And 80% of the people that uh, work there um, by the numbers are, are women. And so that's not an issue for anyone walking through those doors. So right. don't undervalue yourself just because you feel like you fall into a category where maybe it's not as traditional to make as much money or you've seen the numbers that say it isn't you're an independent practitioner value yourself appropriately and and charge appropriately yeah i i agree it's that's what you know that's the argument not an argument but a, a statements that are made when the students are getting ready to take their test and graduate and and get their licenses well how much am i worth and i'm like don't go below you know, $75, $80 an hour, because that is, that's the fair pricing. That's competitive pricing, especially when you're just stepping out of school. Yeah. Um, when I stepped out of school, it was, um, you know, competitive pricing was 60 bucks. And so for a while I did out calls for 40s. Did I, $40 an hour. Did I burn out on that? Absolutely. Yep. Because it became more work. But I always chalked it up to I, I like what I do and you know where I'm at I'm good. Yeah, that's always the always the thing that people come to me with or I even struggle myself sometimes with raising my rates. You know I want to help people, but I want to maintain my clientele and I I'm very aware of some people that are on fixed incomes that can't do it. So you know I just kind of maintain what I'm at. And I love the fact that you're talking about this because it's making me think a lot of, uh, well, okay, maybe it's time for me because I've been, you know, at common prices for a while. 
I also look at how often my clients come. I also look at, are they on a fixed income? Are they on that? So I, I, I'm i hesitant to raise my prices, but I see people out there that haven't been in the field as long as me. And they're going, you know, they're going skyrocketing, you know, mm-hmm. they're at like $150, but that's how they value themselves. Yeah, so it's not about being, spe- that's the hardest thing about pricing, like art. The science of healing people is, right. is a little more subjective. You know, what is what is a good massage? What, I mean, obviously there's there's bottom ends that are no good and other things like that. But just like art or just like any of those kinds of crafts that have a little bit more of this preferential sort of ideology, it's very hard to price yourself because you have to, yeah. I mean, what makes one piece of art better than another piece of art? How does yeah. one artist get it $5,000 for something and another guy get 23 bucks? And it, <laughs> You know, it's all perception in so many ways. And so it really is your self-perception as to what that pricing should be. And what I what I believe for the market, again, this isn't just for you. This is so that people will respect what you do. This is so that you can take care of your family. It's for other massage therapists because if everyone out there doesn't understand that they can price higher, then the pricing never changes, right? The more everybody's price goes up, then it becomes more commonplace. So I would say there's there's a lot of good reasons to look at that pricing and and evaluate it. If those elements that we talked about, if you're 80% capacity, if tipping is high, if you're below market value, or if you haven't raised rates in two years, I would say time to start talking about pricing in your own head. So then the question, I guess, is what's the plan? And I'd like right. to articulate a plan that that I think would work. And then I want your feedback on it, Suzanne, just okay. in reference to like what you've done or what you've seen or, you know, things that you know. And how, so, you know, if you're going to take that step, how soon do you let your clients know? You know, yeah. I mean, it's things like that. Yeah, no, I think that's really good stuff. So I think the first thing you need to do is you need to evaluate what it should be, right? And again, you need to go look right. at market. You need to look at how long you've been in practice. But again, it's really less about that sometimes. Because remember, those franchises that are at the 129, 139 uh, situation, a lot of new students in there, right? That's right. So it's, it's only part of it. Um, I mean, yes, you shouldn't overvalue yourself. But I promise you, almost everyone in your industry is undervaluing themselves, not overvaluing themselves. So I think the tendency is is more in that frame and people should be aware of that. So, you know, you just got to come up with a plan. So you're like, okay, here's my plan. I'm going to now go to market value or I'm going to be slightly below market value, slightly above, whatever. Then before you make any changes, I recommend that you think through where your pricing is located and how it impacts things so that you can holistically deal with it when the time is right. Is it on your website? Is it on three other booking sites? Is it other places? Because if you just start telling everyone about your new pricing and then it's wrong a bunch of places, you're just going to capitulate back to that pricing and say, well, I saw it for 65 on this old Yelp thing. And they're okay, you know, so you need to make sure that you know where your pricing is at Right. In the world from a marketing standpoint, afford if you have old brochures with pricing on them. By the way, I don't recommend putting pricing directly in brochures for that reason because you throw them out and have to print new ones or whatever. But you know, anything that has the pricing on it, you need to evaluate that just so you know kind of what has to get done in the process. Okay. And then I I would say start two months ahead of time. So I would okay. suggest you start two months ahead of time. And that in that time, you just mention lightly, you could, depending on your circumstances, depending on your room, depending on where you treat, you could put something in the room. If you don't like anything transactional happening in the room, you could uh-huh. put it elsewhere outside of the room. But in communication, I would start it as a little footer. 
you know, come up with a date that you're going to be changing pricing. Let everyone know as of this day forward, the new pricing will be, right? And just make it a matter right. of fact. Pricing is a very matter of fact thing. We all know. You go to a grocery store, that's the price. You go to the gas station, that's the price. That's the way it works. If you, there's a saying I have in business all the time. It's only weird when you make it weird. If you're like, hey, I'm going up $10 and you sound insecure about it, I promise you're going <laughs> to get a lot of pricing pressure. People are going to say, really? But if you just go, yeah, so January 3rd, pricing is going up $10. And they're like, okay. Like, if you're cool with it, they're cool with it. And I know that's, <laughs> okay. that's that relationship with money stuff we're talking about here. And that's that piece where a lot of times women or minorities devalue themselves because they're just not comfortable. You need to realize right. also, no matter what your economic situation is and the economic situation that you were born into and the ones you've seen and surrounded by, there are people in every community that treat money and see money differently. So when you right. say something, if you can't afford yourself, I think this is an important point. That's okay, right? My wife as a photographer has said, I can't afford myself as a photographer. And that's <laughs> appropriate for the amount of time and effort and skill she's put into it, right. right? And that's okay. I can't afford myself as a consultant in that sense. You know what I mean? So it's, right. I because you want clients that are aspirationally ahead in that. And they sense. value you. They value you, right? And so um, so don't just go like, well, I don't want to spend that much. On massage. Luckily, you don't have to. You probably have friends that are massage therapists as well. I understand you're not spending that much, but you are going to spend that much on gas and food and other things. So again, don't value it just on like what you can afford. Realize there are people out there that can absolutely afford it, right? There are yeah. people, as you said, who charge two, 250, and nobody is saying anything to them because right. of the clients they have. Right now, I, I realize we want to try and be affordable and I'm not suggesting be three times over market value, but I am saying be aware that money doesn't right. have the same meaning. When I used to sell cars 35 years ago, um, I would sell cars that at 35 years ago were still 25, 35, $45,000. And I would drive off the lot at the end of the day in my $3,000 Beretta that I had. And um, <laughs> but I learned to not be, oh, it's this much. It's just that much. Because right. some people are like, oh, it's only 35000 or, you know, fine, right? Where for me, that was an infinite amount of money at that right. at that time in my career, in my life. So um, don't let what you can afford and what you can do dictate how your pricing works. Learn to be comfortable saying numbers that feel bigger than maybe what is, you know, standard. I think that's what we need to hear, that yeah. we're of value and we do have a skill and you have to go to school for training and in most states. But yeah, I, I think for a lot of it, it's just, it's a boundary thing. It's, there's so much gray in massage that, you know, it's, it, it's a matter of building up that, that confidence to know what you're worth, um, that it's okay. Some people na naturally have it or they're faking it to become it, but, um, you know, and, and getting away from the shame of going, well, my pricing is going up. Cause I mean, there, it, it's like, uh, that's where you were saying, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's not having that confidence in ourselves enough to 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 increase price. And I know I've battled with that throughout the years as my as well. So. And and look, I have as well. There have been times that that has been an issue. But as I brought up in a previous volume, I think we were talking about at one point I would price myself a certain way when I first started getting into consulting. I had a large background in business, but I was new to consulting and didn't feel I had as much value. Right. So I priced myself way below market. And I honestly wasn't doing very well. And then I doubled my price. 
um, to that's how low I was though. Really doubling my price just put me really at market value. All of a sudden I started booking up left and right. And it was because people also, if you're not confident in that price, if you're not confident in yourself, then that is what happens. People devalue you or they just go, oh, maybe I'll go to someone who's good because they don't yeah. know anything about you sometimes other than that price. And that price is going to dictate, you know, if somebody told me, Hey, you know, I do, I do hour massage and I'm, you know, I'm just going to say something ridiculous here, but you know, I'm, I'm 15, 20 an hour. Right. I, I'd be like, wait a minute, you're not good at this. <laughs> right. And I wouldn't know, yeah. but that would make that assumption right there based on price. Right. And right. so you definitely don't want to be the person who is at the very bottom of the market because all you're telling people is you're not good. And all that's going to do is give you the kinds of clients you don't want. And you're not right. going to get the kind of help that you want to do in the world. Put yourself in a position of influence and affluence at some level so you can right. help people. Give out of your extra. Don't keep giving out of your deficit because you will burn out and then you can't give to anyone, right? And as therapists, I just think it's really important for people to understand you need have a little extra time and a little extra money so right. that you can help people or you can say, hey, you can have this special price. Because remember, your posted price is your posted price. Now, I'm not saying doing this for everybody, but if there's a if you have 10% that you give back to the community for people that are in a tough situation or a specific group that is important to you, do that. But you're only going to be able to do that because you're charging right. full price elsewhere. If you do that for everybody, you will be out of business, you know, and you will be yeah. living in a state of, of deficit and you won't be able to help anyone, unfortunately. And that's why so many therapists I've seen throughout the years have, have lost their, um, they went from working for somebody, they went independent. They didn't price themselves appropriately. They didn't yeah. grow out of it. And then they eventually moved into other industries. And you and I both know people that should be therapists to this day because they're really good at it. And now yeah. they're in other industries because they didn't have that thing. And that's what I want to do oh, is yeah. I want to help people understand that so they can stay in the industry and serve people and help them and do the thing that they were really wired to do. Yeah. So, um, okay, so start early, start about two months ahead of time. That's my suggestion. Now, here's the thing that's going to help everyone feel a little bit more comfortable and possibly be good for you, good for your clients, and good for everybody. And I'm curious, this is my suggestion. Suzanne, you tell me, good good idea, bad idea. Um, okay. Come up with bundles at current rate. Don't discount them, current rate. So you say, in two months, we're going to go up to 105. And let's say you're at 90 today, Right. At the right. month mark, you can start telling people, I have a 10 and a 20 pack bundle that you can buy at the 90 or, you know, at, at my current rate. That way right. being you know, taken care of for the next year or whatever. What that does is a lot of things. It gives them the ability to stay at the current rate if they need to generate right. some initial revenue for you. You're not hurting anymore because it's still the rate that you were getting now. Right. But by the time that bundle wears out, they're already used to your pricing, your new pricing, right. your updated pricing. So it, it just it gives a buffer for your current clients and allows them to feel safe in the transition, reducing right. the number of clients that are going to leave you. And if 10 and 20 is too much because they have to come cash out of pocket, find it. There's there's lots of ways that you can do five. There's lots of things that you could do to kind of keep that number a little lower for them. Right. Um, okay. But I wouldn't recommend coming up with you know, a hundred programs for a hundred people, find a program, five, you can buy five, 10 or 20, whatever it is, and then stick with it so right. that you're not just trying to say, but what could you do? Cause that should never be the relationship, right? right? I know it's a tendency and it's our heart because we're empathetic and we want to help people and heal, 
but it's an unhealthy thing to do in a transactional relationship to hand right. over that power. You need to say what your value is and expect someone to pay it, not ask them what they can handle. So, right. Right. Just like a grocery store, just like anything else, you have to just say, this is, this is what it is. And so come up with that thing that gives them the ability to stick with it a little bit, because again, it's only weird if you make it weird. And if you right. say, well, this is what I'm going to do, but you know, what can you do? And you know, then you just get into all right, exactly it's weird. Yeah, it gets weird. It gets weird. So um, gets what, do you, what, what do you think about the, the bundles and, and uh, that kind of thing? I, I know uh, people that do that in, in order to raise your prices. I think it's a great idea. What we run into bundles is massage, especially if we're living paycheck to paycheck. Um, it's, you know, the bundle thing. I really want people to, you know, be aware of because if they buy a bundle, you know, how long is that going to last? Is that for forever? I'm just putting in other, you know, you get, say they bought five, uh, let's see, how many massages? Um, five massages, $80 a piece, mm -hmm. right? And then what does that open up or does there need to be a expiration date? Because what I've run into is a lot of times the people will, fight those expiration dates well in the state of washington and check with your local state um it is illegal to completely devalue any kind of bundle or certificate through an expiration date but you can set it up so that it's at current value meaning that if somebody uses four of their five and the last one uh there's 90 dollars, but you put an expiration of one year or six months or whatever on it they can use the $80 that's left on it or the $90 left on it, but they're now buying a, a 110 massage or whatever your new rate is. They just have to right. make up the difference. You can do that, but you can't oh, say okay. if, you, if you buy 10 and if you don't use them in six months, you get nothing. There's no value to it. That's actually against the law in California, Washington, and probably many other states. So do check with your local policies and your local states to find out what those policies are. Um, and you do want to be careful with that. I think that's really good. The good news is if you follow some of the other protocols and some of the ideas that we talk about on this show and build a communication chain, once somebody has paid for something, you're right. There's the feast famine. There's protecting yourself because you're going to get a, a large sum of money up front and you got to make sure to build that out over time. Otherwise, you're going to you know, do that thing where you're like, "Woo, I got a lot of money this month. And then you're yeah, going to go money. spend it all. Yep. Yeah. So that's a very important point. On the other hand, though, if you have somebody who bought five or 10 um, and they're typically a once every month person, right. you can start telling them about openings you have at the two and the three week mark. And now it's just checking off a box. They might go through those five in two months or three months. So if you have a good communication oh, okay. channel well, with them, a... they'll spend it faster because it's, it's why casinos don't let you use coins and they let you use chips. Because once it's a chip, it's not real money anymore. And so with your clients, a lot of times once they've spent the money, now they're just you know punching the card or they're doing whatever. You'll find right. you'll actually get a, a higher return from that and it can be really good. But you have to communicate that. You have to give yeah. them, uh, let them know about the openings that you have and, and the scheduling opportunities that are right. available. And that's those communication channels. You do a couple of those things. And that's the, really, I think that, we can only help people with these little pieces every week. But when you add them up cumulatively, what you build is a business. You have good communication yeah. and you have good pricing and you have good value and you have good service. And, you know, boom, now you got something, right? It's, right. It's all this is, this is again, this is all great insight for me. 
as well because you know i i got in a massage to massage mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so to have all this other insight is really important because it and again it's permissive you're you know regardless of who's saying it's okay it's just overall it's permissive it's okay to do these things and not yes. worry about it but and do it everyone, right it, it's an agreed upon transaction in the world that we live in and i know in healthcare right. it's really hard but let's let's think of other services plumbers electricians things like that oftentimes they're coming into your home and they're not using a lot of parts or anything so we're not talking about hard costs they come sure. to your house they fix something right and again it's the same sort of thing if you look out there at, at plumbers, you're going to pick somebody based on a lot of things over just money. Money may be an issue, but again, you don't want somebody coming into your house that you think, wow, they're way underpriced. They aren't good at what they do. They're not, you yeah, know. Because you get what you pay for. Because you get what you pay for. And when it comes to plumbing, last thing you want <laughs> is your toilet leaking all night. So you go, okay, I'm going to get the right people and they're going to do a good job right. and they're going to do a good work and their price is going to slowly tick up just like everyone else's. And it's, we, we're so used to this in every other service that I right. want to do exactly what you just said, Suzanne. I hope this episode is giving permission to people in the massage industry to go out there and evaluate their prices. We'll be right back with more All on the Table. I know a lot of massage therapists and they would love to start their own practice, but finding a professional treatment room and furnishing it can be expensive and a real headache. Long leases, hidden fees, limited support can make it all seem almost not worth it. But that's where WellSpace comes in. They are a completely different type of room sharing program. Their office is professional, neutral, and every room comes fully furnished. They even have those really nice hydraulic tables that can save your body when treating lots of clients. The entire facility is designed to support self-employed wellness practitioners. The fully ADA building is secure and even offers linen service at no additional charge. Look, if you need a massage room to rent and don't want the headache of leases and high monthly costs, you should check out WellSpace. Memberships start at just $95 a month. Or if you're a brand new practitioner, they have a special at just $45 per month. Take a look and see why so many self-employed practitioners have already made the switch to WellSpace. The best way to understand everything they offer is to visit the facility. You can schedule a walkthrough on their website at wellspacenw.com forward slash walkthrough. That's wellspacenw.com slash walkthrough. And now back to the show. Look at market value. Do right. some research. Go look at other people. Also remember what's happening in the franchise model. This is really important because the franchise model, there are some great therapists within franchises. I'm not speaking to any individual therapist, but we know right. it's hiring a lot of students sometimes or newer people, not students, but new, new practitioners, things like that in the process. Mm -hmm. um, and they're getting top dollar and they're doing it because they have a great location because they offer, you know, the good communication, all those pieces we talked about that you as an right. independent can offer and do, they're doing, just realize it's not all about price. If you think it's all about price, go in and look at how busy these franchises are. With yeah, they're busy. And they're charging way above rate. Do right. Are they better? Why are they getting more? Because they have cool bricks and a better sign? Maybe. 
right? Some of that is part of it. And that's the thing about marketing. So have your communication aligned, be a professional, get a good logo, talk to somebody about websites, all those things we talk about. Do right. them all, it will help with the value. But none of that matters if you don't feel like you have permission to raise your prices. If you don't feel like you're worth the money. So that's something that we can't fix in this episode, but hopefully I can say as a business professional, as somebody that watches pricing and works with big companies to do pricing strategy and talk through these pieces, it is not only acceptable, it is expected and it's healthier for you, your practice, and believe it or not, your clients, because you'll be around long-term to support them and take care of them. And you'll be working out of your abundance so that if they need support, if they need you to credit them a cancellation fee or they need you to do something, you know, you're doing it in a place where you have that to give, Right. Um, you're just better off in that situation. So please evaluate your pricing. Yeah, in, I think this has day. been a fabulous episode. I hope so. I hope this is really good and that people get a lot out of it. If you have questions, if you have concerns, go to our website, allaboutmassagepodcast.com. You can ask questions there. You can look around. You can also go to Spotify. I believe we have questions on there as well uh, that you can ask and, and send in. But please give us your insight. Give us your opinion. And also share with us the questions you want answered. And we'll be answering them right here on the podcast every week, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Go take a look at your pricing. I'm Vince Williams. I'm Suzanne Reynolds. And we are All All on the Table. All on the Table. Aloha. All on the Table is co-hosted by Suzanne Reynolds, co-founder at Pacific Northwest Massage Academy, and Vince Williams, CEO of ClickHive Marketing. The show is produced in-house, All on the Table is sponsored by Wellspace, flexible room rentals for wellness professionals. New episodes are released weekly wherever you find your podcasts.